Welcome back to the Running Deep podcast. I am so glad that you are joining us again for our episodes on discipleship. And today we're going to be talking about reading your Bible. And today I have my dear friend Madigan Marchesani on Hi. with me. And I'm so thankful to have you. Thanks for joining me, Madigan. Yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself first. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about this yeah. today. Um, yeah, my name is Madigan. Um, I am married to Drew of five years. We've been married for five oh my years. Gosh, it's yeah, five years? a little over five years, which wow. is kind of crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and we have a daughter named Harper. She's a little over a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then we're due with our second here, like any week. So yeah, our That's family so is exciting. growing quickly. Yeah, any day yes, now. <laughs> a boy, a boy, which we're excited about. Um, yeah, I work part-time at the church here in the office. Um, I work a couple days a week mm-hmm. as uh, one of the Candeo coordinators. So, yeah, that's and a little about me. at your job. Thank you. We love having you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so to kick it off, we've been doing just an icebreaker question at the beginning just to kick off, get to know our people a little bit more. But uh, since we're talking about reading your Bible, so we're on the topic of reading, I want to know what... Other than the Bible, what is, like, your favorite book or favorite series that you like to read? Okay, so this was a hard question because I was talking to Drew about this, and I don't think I've ever reread any book. So to think about which one. That is surprising. I know. I know. (laughs) Drew was like, you're a reader. You've never reread any book. Wow. So to think about my favorite was hard because... I don't really typically reread a book. I like to just like read a new book, you know. Um, But I married a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm. And so over the last five years, I have come to love Harry Potter. He's read them many times. We watch the movies a lot, which I know is not reading the books. But I have. same. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the Harry Potter series. I love the Chronicles of Narnia Mm -hmm. series when I read those for the first time. Um, What's your favorite book in the Harry Potter series? I think either the first one. So I love what I love about the Harry Potter series is all the riddles. Okay. Um, So I love the first one. Have you ever read them? I have read half of the first book. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You should read them. Drew, it was kind of like a requirement when we got married that I had to read them because I had never read them before. But I love all the riddles and... Um, so the first one kind of hooked me with, with all of the riddles in it. Mm. So I like the first one. The fourth one has a lot of that too, the okay. Goblet of Fire. So I love, I love that one. But and there's yeah. seven books. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a long yes. series. Yes. So the first time, well, the only time I've read it, yeah. <laughs> I would read a book, and then I would watch the movie. Okay. Otherwise, then my brain would get all jumbled with the story. Yeah. So I would read a book, watch the movie, read a book, watch okay. the movie. But yeah. That's that's really fun. Yes. And I'm surprised. Do you rewatch movies? Not very often. Okay. Actually. So you're like, watch or read something and done with it. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of how we travel too. What, like when mm. we go somewhere, we don't want to revisit it. Even if it yeah. was like the best vacation, we just one time and done. Yeah. So I'm kind of that way. Yeah. Unless it's like my yeah. few favorites. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. And your favorite series is Chronicles of Narnia. 
right? Yes. But I do have to say, I just finished another series that is a close second now. Okay. And it's the Wing Feather Saga. Okay. It has become a family favorite. Uh-huh. Judah is very into it. Um, the kids are halfway through the last book in the series. Okay. I went ahead and read ahead because it was getting a little scary. I'm not going to give away any details, but it's getting a little scary, a little dark, and I wanted to read ahead to make sure that Judah should finish the book. Mm. So I think he'll be okay. I'm just not letting him read or listen to it right before bed. Yeah. Because it's getting a little scary. But I am a rereader. I have the tradition every Christmas I read a Narnia book. Okay. Um, that, That's a fun tradition. That just that started maybe 2020, maybe it was 2019, and the it's same just, one, or you choose a different one every year. I choose a different one. Okay. My favorite in this series is The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have reread that one a lot, but The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is just a solid classic. So I go yeah. back to that one a lot, and yeah. The Magician's Nephew, which is the first one. That's like. Naomi and I's favorite so I love that one yeah I cry every time yeah it's so good (laughs) Uh, so reading is something that some people like to do some people don't like to do Um, we can all be readers of fiction um, or maybe you're not a reader but either way reading our bible is very important and um, so I'm curious with now that I know that I didn't know that about you with like <laughs> not rereading other books yeah how does it impact reading your bible but maybe just start like how long have you been a believer what is like just reading your bible looked like for you mm-hmm. over the course of your life yeah so I've been a believer since I was a pretty young child in elementary school um my parents my parents tell me that they remember me Um, in the car when I was a kid we were listening to the radio probably we like stopped at a stoplight and I got unbuckled and got on my knees and just started praying that God would save me and so I don't remember that but um, yeah I came to know Christ at Mm. a young age and in large part because of my believing parents Mm -hmm. so I'm thankful for that and they play a huge part in what my Bible reading has looked like over the years growing up in their house um, and after that too. So Mm. um, yeah, have been a believer for a while. Reading has looked very different over the years for me. Mm -hmm. Um, In each new season, it feels like it is night and day different. So when I was in middle school and high school, um, my dad gave me this blank soap journal, which is how I first started to read the Bible for myself. Okay, so it's not like soap as in wash your hands. No, no, (laughs) yes. I actually was confused by that when he first gave it to me. I was confused the first time I heard when people said soap. I was like, what? Yes. So soap stands for scripture, observation, application, and then prayer. Okay. Um, So it was this blank journal where I could write what passage of scripture I read that day mm-hmm. and then go through the, the rest of that soap process. Yeah. Um, so he taught me how to do that probably in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bible reading was on and off, you know, as a middle yeah. school kid, yeah. I would do it some days and not do it others. 
Um, my dad really encouraged us kids to read a proverb a day. There's mm. 31 chapters in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And so um, he loved when we would read the proverb of the day mm. and then tell him about it or mm. read it together. And so um, I did that a lot growing up, read a psalm or a proverb a day. And then getting into college, I remember as a freshman having so much free time, which <laughs> I think college students yeah. like think they're super busy. But I I remember having so much free time and I read my Bible so much. It mm-hmm. was when I first like just really started to get a love for God's word. Mm-hmm. I think growing up, it felt more like a duty. And mm-hmm. so coming to college, I was starting to make my faith my own, you know, not like under my parents' wings, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so reading my Bible really became a joy, and I learned how to read my Bible um, more. And so I spent a lot of time memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. I remember as a freshman, my bed was lofted, so I was sleeping like right next to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I covered the ceiling that whole year with note cards of different verses I was memorizing, different weeks. Um, I loved memorizing scripture that year. And um, so, yeah, I spent a lot of time in God's word when I was a freshman and then um, over the course of college, too. And then, yeah, I got married. And once we had Harper, like mm-hmm. reading my Bible had looked so different now, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get to spend as much time in God's word as I used to mm-hmm. um, when I was in college. But that doesn't mean that um, the quality of my time with the Lord is any different. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks different. And so, um, last week I just started a goal of reading the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little over halfway through Genesis already. So awesome. I'm reading for breadth this yep. year. Um, and I'm probably going to listen to a lot of, um, the Bible this year too. Yeah. My sister and I are going to read the Bible together Mm. this year and we were talking about how we want to listen or read it yeah um what that looks like different days with having a new baby in yeah in our house this is a this is a big goal to mm -hmm. put on yourself with a newborn coming soon yes I'm excited to do it with my sister I think it'll be good um accountability Mm -hmm. and so I'm excited about that but yeah right now yeah sometimes like people don't think that listening mm-hmm. counts yeah <laughs> um but I don't remember who said this <clears throat> but someone said like reminded me that that is how in history people heard mm. the bible yeah was just through hearing god's word they didn't have the print press yeah. you know and yeah. so before the the printing press, not many people had the scrolls. Mm-hmm. And so it was passed down orally. Like yeah. they would listen to God's word. And so that really is the traditional way of taking in God's word. Absolutely. Um, I just sometimes I'm like, wait, that's not that's not how you're supposed to read. But actually, like that is a very valid way to read God's word. And sometimes sure. it hits in a different way because you're hearing it yeah um and we all learn differently so I love that when I when I remember that that Mm -hmm. for most of history people didn't have God's word written down I feel really thankful that I have a written bible now that I can reference whenever I want it's a privilege that 
I often forget about. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely one of those people for a long time that thought listening to God's word Mm. wasn't actually reading (laughs) the Bible, you know? So, but it's a privilege to have his word written down for us today. Yeah. And I love how you brought up um, just like different seasons, because I think that's important for, especially for our listeners, they're, you know, they're women and they're in different seasons of life. So whether Mm -hmm. you're a college student or a new mom or an empty nester, like we all have different seasons of life. So Bible reading is going to look different for each one of us. It's just about consistency. Yeah. And it might not look like an hour in a coffee shop with your coffee and your Bible and your journal in Mm -hmm. this season of life, but you're still taking it in and receiving time with God. And, you know, why do we read the Bible? Well, we read the Bible because it's time with God. And I think like it's it's like a marriage. When you think about a marriage, you think about, okay, so you started – you and Drew would go on long dates when you were first dating. Did you go to the rock quarry? Was yeah. That one? Yeah. Your first date? Was that your first date? I think or... that was one of our first dates. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised so, you remember that. I just remember the conversations yeah. in the D group. <laughs> yes. Um, You've known me longer than I've known my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're when you're dating – you're spending all this intentional time together, really getting mm-hmm. to know each other. And then maybe you both get new jobs and that time looks differently. And then you add kids and the time looks differently. But it's still you're still building a relationship and you're still mm-hmm. keeping that communion with one another. It's just going to look different in different seasons. Yeah. And so Bible reading is really similar to that. Um, so why if, – if we're speaking to a new believer right now mm-hmm. – um, and they're saying, okay, so I know I should read my Bible, but why? Why yeah. should I read my Bible? Yeah. So as a believer, um, I, I struggle to remember mm. remember the true why behind why we read our Bible and why we have a need for God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, but because God has brought us from death to life, he's saved us. He's adopted us into his family Um, We read our Bibles now to know God Mm -hmm. and not just know about God or know things about God, but to actually have a relationship with the God that that saved us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the main reason why we read our Bibles. And I think I get I I struggle to remember that. I think I some mornings read my Bible and think like, this is the first thing on my to-do list mm-hmm. today. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a very like yeah. <laughs> task oriented person. And yeah. so I often need to remind myself the reason why I read my Bible is to be in relationship with the God who saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the main reason we read our Bibles or should read our Bibles as believers. Yeah. yeah. And anyone can read the Bible. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think like, Depending on your background, um, if you grew up in maybe a more conservative place or, you know, someone coming from like a Catholic background mm-hmm. might struggle more with this, that, yeah. you know, the, the Bible is for uh, the professionals yeah. and not for anyone. Um, or even if you are you come from no Christian background, mm-hmm. it might be confusing because on a Sunday morning you see, you know, the pastor preaching from the word and can I do that for myself? 
yes, Mm -hmm. you can read it for yourself and you don't need an education for it. You don't need to be a professional. You don't need to be paid staff. Mm -hmm. Anyone can read the Bible. And that, I mean, that is church history right there. We won't go down that road, but that is a reformation um, that anyone can read the Bible. And I'm so thankful that we can because that's how God reveals himself to us. Um, And it transforms us. That is the the way that not only we know God, but that God also sanctifies us and makes us more like him because Absolutely. it reveals things to us. It's like a mirror, you know, shows yeah. us our sin. Yeah. Um, something that like recently um, within the last five years I have come to realize is reading my Bible is kind of like a savings account or maybe like building your tool chest Um, because when we read the Bible, you might kind of like go through something and read it and be like, I don't really know why I just read that, but Mm -hmm. okay, like I'll, you know, pack that away in my brain. Yeah. Um, But then when you go through something hard, when trials come your way when suffering comes Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit brings those things back to mind for sure it's it is so powerful to see wow I am so glad that I spent time reading God's word when the days were good so that I could form that foundation or build that toolbox or whatever analogy you want to think about so Mm -hmm. that I can draw from that when times are hard and you know it's the old saying of remember in the dark what you learned in the light Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it really is very powerful and I never I never understood that until a few years ago walking through different trials Mm -hmm. where it was so evident that the Holy Spirit would just bring to mind passages Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing when the Holy Spirit can do that yeah absolutely yeah, I still remember some of the scripture that I had on my ceiling mm. <laughs> as I would look at in college. Yeah. Um, like I still, it still comes to mind sometimes. Mm. So yeah, I think of like Philippians 4, 8 was a verse that I memorized. I think even back in high school, um, which says that we are to think of things that are pure, lovely, right, mm. honorable, anything that's worthy of praise, think think on these things. Um and I remember like in high school struggling with like nightmares and my Mm. mom taught me that verse Mm -hmm. and it it will just come to mind when I have thoughts that aren't honoring to the Mm -hmm. Lord think on these things think of things that are pure Mm. lovely and right um so yeah scripture and the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to bring those things to mind Mm. in a moment when we need them so Mm. it is like a savings account for sure it really is there's a I wish I would have written it down. There's a a famous quote um, by someone in history that I can't remember who it was. Very specific. Very specific. I'm sorry. It's just coming to mind right now. So I'm like, I don't have it written down or anything. But it's so so good where he says that um, when the devil comes prowling like a lion seeking to deceive you, the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit I think he says, reaches into the arsenals of your mind, Mm. which I just love that like term, the arsenals, and brings to light those scriptures that you have already memorized. So it truly is necessary for us to be in the word. 
Um, but let's just back up a little bit. So that's that's the why. Why mm-hmm. do we read the Bible? But um, what? Let's just kind of lay a foundation. What? is the Bible and what do we know to be true about the Bible? Yeah. Um, so this, stick with us here. This might get a little bit heavy or heady, I mean, but um, I think it's important for us to kind of lay the foundation. What do we know about the Bible mm-hmm. and what is true about it? Yeah, I think it's important too because if, if we don't believe the right things about the Bible, mm-hmm. then our reading will be skewed because yeah. of what we believe about what the Bible is or what's in the Bible. So, yeah, um, yeah, the Bible is a collection of 66 different books, mm-hmm. and those books were written by various different men and at various different times. Um, all of those books are to point us to the gospel, point us back to Jesus um, and God's story of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what the Bible, that's what the Bible is at its core. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different things that, um, is, that are true of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take us through some of them yeah. to start? Yeah. So, um, the, there's like different words that people will point to, mm-hmm. to kind of describe it. And I'll, I'll lay those out and then I'll come back and describe them. So here are some words that um, that theologians would say this is true about God's word, that it's inspired, authoritative, inerrant, infallible, necessary, sufficient, and clear. And the first one inspired is the foundational truth that if this breaks down, all everything else will break down underneath it because mm-hmm. inspired means that the Bible is inspired by God. It is God's speech. It is God's breath. Second Timothy three sixteen says all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work which I just love that because it does equip us Mm -hmm. but it is the breath of God and so if we forget this if we read the Bible thinking that it was just from men Mm -hmm. then we're not going to take it as authoritative which is the next word um, which means that it is it has as much authority in our life as God himself mm-hmm. because it is the word of God. Yeah. And so it, it does have authority in our life. Um, the next two, inerrant and infallible, I get these confused all the time. Yeah. And I cannot I, keep them separate. Okay, this is how I <laughs> keep them separate because I used to also yes. get them. Um, mixed up. So inerrant, it has E-R-R in it, okay. which is the first, the starting letters of error. Um, and inerrant means free of error mm-hmm. is how I remember that. Remember what inerrant means. Whereas infallible, it kind of sounds like fail in yeah. the middle of that. Yeah. So it cannot fail. God's mm. word cannot fail. Um, another way to say that is it's trustworthy. We can trust mm. God's word. Um so that's yeah. how I remember the difference yeah, between that's great. inerrant and infallible. There's no error and yes. it can't fail. J.I. Packer says the scripture, this is, he's talking about in, in, the infallibility of scripture. Scripture is trustworthy as a guide that is not deceived and does not deceive. 
So God couldn't be deceived in his writing. Mm-hmm. He couldn't fail in his writing. And he won't fail us in what he's leading us to through the scriptures, yeah. uh, which is really important. Um, the next one is necessary. It's God's provision of what we need for salvation sanctification and our relationship with God Mm -hmm. and so this is what we're talking about why it's necessary why we need it the last two I love and these are two new concepts that I've been taught recently Mm -hmm. the sufficiency is the fact that the Bible is complete we have all we need in the Bible to know Christ therefore we don't have to add anything to it there are other religions where um, when a new leader comes they add to their Mm. scripture yeah um but what we see is that it is sufficient we Mm -hmm. don't have to add anything we don't need to take anything away um as times change and seasons change Mm -hmm. we don't have to change the bible because it's sufficient for us um and the last word is clear god's message can be understood um and this this part can be confusing because yeah. <laughs> someone might go clear. I don't think the Book of Song of Solomon is clear at all. For like, sure. what am I supposed to get out of that? Yeah, um, or Revelation or whatever you uh-huh. know. But um, it might. It doesn't mean that it's not hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just means that God gave us His Word, regardless of your age, gender, race, education, cultural background that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal God to you. And so it's clear in the fact that it will be revealed to you. You don't have to have a Bible degree Mm -hmm. or know Hebrew or Greek to understand it. Yes, there are still passages that are hard to understand, and we all have to work through those. But it's clear in the sense that it's going to lead us to Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And I think we can hear all of these words about what is true about the Bible and think, yeah, I believe that those things are true. mm -hmm. Sure. Um, But I think that the way then we treat the Bible says that we don't believe sometimes that these things are true. Absolutely. So, for example, the sufficient one, I... uh, I can look at that and say, yeah, I think that scripture is sufficient. It has everything that I need for my my walk with the Lord. But then I will, for example, not go to scripture first Mm. when I need wisdom. I will go to a person or to a book, a different Mm -hmm. book. You know, I will Google the best book on whatever I, I need wisdom about instead of going to God's word. And so. We can, we can hear these words and think that we believe them, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to really think about how we treat the Bible, too, to see if we actually believe that these things, we believe that these things are true about God's word. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point because especially women, I don't know why, yeah. but we run to other things first yes. so often. Yeah. And even just other maybe good Christian books. Absolutely. There's or a lot of good, counsel in yeah, our life. Uh-huh. But do we run to the scriptures like it is sufficient for what we need? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good word. That's one that I I think out of uh, out of that list of words that I probably mm. struggle with the most mm-hmm. believing that that's true in mm. the way I treat God's word. Yeah. Um so what are some different ways then? So that's the that's the foundation. And when we talk about reading God's word, 
we've already talked a little bit about how you listen to it. But mm-hmm. what are some different ways that we can, quote, take in the Bible? So um, Habits of Grace is a great book that talks about different, like, disciplines mm-hmm. that we have in our life. And when he talks about um, – reading the Bible, he talks about taking it in and Mm -hmm. there's a way to read for breadth, like you said before, that's like reading a lot in one sitting. And then there's a time to read for depth and that's like studying deep. Um, But there's a lot of different ways that we can just take in God's word. What what do those look like? What are their like what comes to mind when you yeah. think of taking God's word in? Yeah, I mean the first the first thing I think of is what we already talked about, just reading it, mm-hmm. um, reading for breadth or depth, mm-hmm. depth, um, listening to it could look like listening to God's word on a Sunday morning. You know, mm-hmm. we we gather as Christ's body on a Sunday and we listen to God's word be read and taught. That I think that's a way of taking in God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple different apps that I use to listen to God's word. We can listen to someone else read God's word, like occasionally in the morning. Drew yeah. will read a psalm mm-hmm. um, if Harper's already awake, and we'll just read God's word out loud. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to take in God's word yeah. um, together as a family or just reading it out loud over yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a couple apps. One is the Dwell app that yes. I use to read God's word, and that's my favorite. That's <laughs> my most visited yes. um, app that I use to read or listen to God's word. And then um, another app I've used is the YouVersion app. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Dwell app because you can choose a different voice that you want to listen mm-hmm. to um, and a different translation. I think YouVersion also does that. But Dwell app is a great resource that I'm probably going to utilize a lot this mm-hmm. coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so to go back to listening, Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So whatever way we're taking in God's word is important. Mm-hmm. So, it, and that includes listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still valid. Yeah, for sure. Um, another way to take in God's word is to study it. Um, Acts seventeen eleven says, now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. And mm-hmm. I love the word examining mm-hmm. um, in that Acts verse because um, you can you can picture what that looks like. You know, they weren't just reading or taking mm-hmm. in God's word from someone else, but they were um, eager to examine God's word mm-hmm. and know what it means and what it says, what it means for their life too. Yeah. Um, so studying it could look like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Our SOAP example that we talked about in the beginning is one way you could study God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, can you think of other like yeah other I, ways you study God's word? I was introduced um, probably ten years ago now, maybe not that long ago, but to the CIA method, and that's mm-hmm. Jen Wilkins' method um, through um, Women of the Word is a great book to just learn how to read God's word, um, but. CIA is just comprehension, interpretation, application. And comprehension is just what does it say? Interpretation is what does it mean? And application, Mm -hmm. how does this apply to my life? So that's a a method um, that you can study, like deep study God's word. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And there's a whole lot more to that. That could be its own podcast, but we'll kind of leave it at that. There's a lot of different resources out there. Mm -hmm. Um, We also, on our website, if you go to our equipping page, uh, we have a whole class on how to study your Bible, and that Mm -hmm. goes way in depth of that CIA method. Um, But yeah, another method would be memorizing it, which you've talked about that, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of different ways to memorize um, I've used the, which is funny, now I'm realizing it's called Dwell Memory, um, okay. not the Dwell app, different. but it's different, um, and that is like little tattoos like that you wash off that yes. have like the first letter of each word for the verse of the month to memorize. I know you've like worn yeah. like wristbands. I have wristbands that come every month, I think, Okay. Um, and they just have, like you said, the first letter of each word in the verse, mm-hmm. and then the reference for the verse. Um, it comes with stickers and mm. like a little coloring sheet to okay. involve your kids too, if they want. I love that um, to be involved in memorizing scripture with you. Um, it also comes with a little thing you can like stick on the back of your phone. Mm. There's like you get a lot in this little pack. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just called the Bible Memory Project. Okay, is where I found that it's yeah. like less than ten dollars a month. So. And just writing out scripture, yeah. I have verses all over my house mm-hmm. that just like put them where you're going to see it and yeah. read through it daily yeah. and it will become like memorized eventually. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's, um, a, there's yeah, a website actually called Verse Card Maker that I found recently. Mm. I lead a Candeo Youth Connection Group yeah. of high school girls and so I use this to print off verses for them um but it's free you can just type in whatever verse you're wanting to memorize and it will make it all neat to print out front and back I think okay um there's a lot of different things you can do with it so yeah that's great I'm Mm -hmm. gonna look that up yes so the last one is just meditate on it and um this one is hard to understand but think about think about uh if you put a hard piece of candy in your mouth and um, you're not going to just chew it. Well, most people aren't. My son does. But <laughs> most people don't do that. Loud yeah. <laughs> you're going to suck on it and roll yeah. it over your tongue and mm-hmm. like let those flavors set in. Or I like to do this with Dove chocolate too. <laughs> just yeah. let it roll around in your mouth and uh-huh. savor it. Yeah. And that is what we mean by meditate. And that is just like thinking on it, dwelling on it. And when you think about it, the other four things that we said, um, they all can be used to meditate on. So if you're reading something, if you're listening to something, if you're studying something, if you're memorizing something, you can meditate on all of those things. Yes. Um, so meditation pairs with something and it helps things go from the head to the heart. Yeah. And that really is what infuses it yeah. into our soul. I yes. Think. <laughs> this word, it, it sounds so weird to understand. You're right. Yeah. But I think for me, what that looks like in my life is when I read something in the morning, just taking time to remember it mm-hmm. throughout the day mm-hmm. or pray through it after I read it. Yeah. Um, not just read something and then forget it. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm done for the day. But thinking on it throughout my day, 
yeah. is a form of meditation, I think, on God's word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just remembering this now. I I haven't thought about this for years, but when I used to work in the public schools, um, I would write down on a scratch piece of paper, like, one of the verses from mm-hmm. the morning that I read and I would shove it in my pocket yeah. for just like those hard moments that you know you're like oh this is hard and I'd put my hands in my pocket and then I would feel it and it would remind me yeah and sometimes I would pull it out and read it and other times it would just be that much of a reminder to like think about what I read that day yeah. so there's lots That's of different awesome. I totally forgot yes. about that but um These are all great methods for taking in God's word. And I don't want it to be overwhelming because someone might listen to this and go, oh my goodness, I have to do five things every single day. Mm -hmm. No, these are just ways of taking it in. Um, But there are a lot of things that we might feel overwhelmed by or barriers. And you've kind of already talked a little bit about like seasonal barriers Mm -hmm. that we have if we've got little kids that wake up early. It seems like if you set your alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier, they're going to wake up 15 minutes earlier. Um, But what are some other barriers that you have faced in your life for reading the Bible? Yeah. First of all, the five ways that we talked about, I never do all five of those in one day. No. And I think there's a, it it almost like gives me more freedom to have more options, mm-hmm. you know. Like I could listen to the Bible today and read it tomorrow mm-hmm. and memorize practice my memory verse the next day. You know, there's like yes. so much freedom in how you take in God's word. Um so hopefully it's not overwhelming, yeah. but that that you see that there's freedom in the yes. way that you take in God's word. Um, yeah, kids are definitely a barrier. <laughs> I have struggled with that since having Harper. Mm. And Sarah, you've taught me a lot in mm. just bringing your kids into your Bible reading. Um, Harper will often just draw in my notebook mm-hmm. and it drove me crazy at first. <laughs> but now I see it as, okay, she's she's watching me read yes. my Bible in the mornings. Um, even if it doesn't seem like she is noticing these patterns as Mm -hmm. a young toddler, she is, she's Mm -hmm. taking in and soaking in everything. Mm -hmm. So if she wants to destroy my notebook (laughs) (laughs) while I'm taking in God's word, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's actually a sweet thing and a way to begin discipling our own kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you've shown me that a lot. And you're going to cherish those. Oh yeah. I know it's hard right now, but I look back at, I have some, parts of my bible where like there's stickers all over it because judah like put stickers on my bible instead of the paper i'd given him or and i was frustrated in the moment but now i open to it's i can see it it's in matthew somewhere and i just see it and i'm like like those were just sweet moments and you are you're teaching your children that like god's word is important and they're watching and if you do it often enough there they will become an accountability to you. Mm. I remember one morning I generally read while I'm eating breakfast and one time Judah was sitting there and I was just eating it, eating my breakfast and I didn't have my Bible open and he just looked at me and he said, Bible? Aww. Bible? Like it was <laughs> like I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're you know, so if you do it enough, like your yeah. kids are gonna become accountability for you too. Wow. And that's really it's sweet. hard. But yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Be rebuked by your son yeah. for not reading yeah. all day. 
yeah. Sweet Judah. <laughs> so yeah, what are I, what are some yeah. other barriers that someone might be yeah. facing? I think I think about a new believer. I have a new believer in my Candeo youth group, mm-hmm. um, and I think the biggest barrier for her right now is just not knowing where to start. Yeah. Um, She doesn't know anything about the Bible. She didn't grow up in a Christian home, and she sees the Bible as almost intimidating. Mm -hmm. And so it's this big book, do I just start at the beginning, or or what do I do with with this, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I think that might be a big barrier for a new believer in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk about some great places to start Mm -hmm. later on, but I think just opening the New Testament and starting with the Gospels is a great place to start Um, or using some sort of plan that tells you exactly what to read each day is Mm -hmm. good to have some sort of structure like that so you don't have to make a decision Mm. sometimes that's helpful yeah when someone else just tells you what to read and you can say okay I'll read that Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one barrier Um, another barrier I think could be um, just frustration or getting mm-hmm. confused by God's word and then mm-hmm. not wanting to mm-hmm. continue reading it. Um, there's a lot of weird things in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. And it can and be some hard things yeah. to read. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some things that we have a lot of questions about. I still read mm-hmm. God's word and have questions almost yeah. every day. Yeah. What does this mean? Or what does this mean for my own life mm-hmm. or for them when it was written, you know? It's a confusing book. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think there's some great resources that we can utilize when we get frustrated. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do is just ask the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, asking Drew, we, we sit together on the couch and read in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And so just stopping and saying, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, or my connection group. There's mm-hmm. a couple ladies in my group that um, we meet together pretty frequently and Mm -hmm. our main question is what are you reading and how is it going Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a great that's been a great time for me to ask questions about God's word that Mm -hmm. are confusing to me Mm -hmm. instead of just letting it frustrate me and keep me from continuing in God's word I think community is our best resource to get out of the confusion I guess so Yeah. yeah Yeah, I think some people just say they're too busy, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Um, they're, which we all are busy. Right. And it's hard to add something to your schedule when you're not used to it. Yeah. Um, but we we really aren't too busy because we prioritize what is important to us. We all make time to eat. Yeah, true. <laughs> we all make time to sleep. Uh-huh. Um, so if we prioritize it, um, we can make time for it. It's easier to maybe pair it with something that you're already doing. So mm-hmm. um, maybe it's just a matter of turning the Dwell app on as you're driving to work. Start mm-hmm. there. Or, you know, I like I said before, I just open my Bible as I'm eating breakfast because I know I have to eat breakfast. And yeah. You know, so sometimes pairing it with something, um, I've heard that the average person can read the whole Bible um, in one year if they read it for 12 to 15 minutes a day. Wow. Which if you have an iPhone and you get that update of how long your screen time is, uh-huh. you know, it's pretty sure that <laughs> we spend longer than that every day on our phones. Yeah. And so 
that is convicting to me because yeah. it's like, okay, I can I can do that. Mm-hmm. We can make time for that. For sure. Um, now, I don't want this to sound mm-hmm. condemning, though. Like, just start yeah. somewhere and right. start little and yeah, make it a habit and then progress from yeah. there. I think most people read or like to read their Bibles the first thing they do in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you can read your Bible before you go to bed at night yeah. if that's when you have time mm-hmm. and and your rhythm that you like, mm-hmm. or you can read it on your lunch break. Mm-hmm. I know there was a teacher I knew that would bring her Bible to work and just mm-hmm. read over lunch every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can read, you can create that rhythm or habit, however it works for your schedule and your life, you know? Yeah. Um, and the last one um, is just we don't really see the why. Mm-hmm. We don't understand that. And maybe we just don't get the importance of it Mm -hmm. um but the reminder is that this is god's way of revealing himself to us and if you find yourself this is often when i talk to friends or people at church um might say like i i'm really struggling i feel really distant from god Hmm. my first question is when was the last time you were in the word yeah. And most often than not, they'll say, oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. And I'll say, that's how God is near to us. Uh-huh. You know, that's how he reveals himself to us. And yeah. so if you today feel distant from God, go to his word, mm-hmm. open a psalm, start there, just take in his word and yeah. dwell on that. And we're never... We're never too good mm-hmm. to not need God's mm-hmm. word either. Mm-hmm. I think that's a uh, there's that quote in that book you referenced earlier about spiritual disciplines. Yeah, about yeah. Your good days are never so good that you are out of the need of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And I think the same is true about God's word. We're never too good. Our track record is never too good that we don't need God's word in a day. Yeah, we're always we're always in need of what his word has to say for us. Yeah, for sure. So as we wrap up, just a couple more things. Um, What what would you say to someone who, you know, they're listening to this and they just say, well, what do you do if you just don't feel like reading your Bible? Yeah. Because we all go through those seasons. Oh, yeah. I have days all the time where I don't feel like reading my Bible. (laughs) I would say... This isn't like this doesn't sound super encouraging, but just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just keep reading it. Mm-hmm. There are there's plenty of days that you're going to have in the future where you don't feel like God mm-hmm. or feel like reading God's yeah. word. Um, that doesn't mean it's not doing anything mm-hmm. in your life. Um, in scripture, there's time after time our walk with the Lord is described as mm-hmm. that, as mm-hmm. a walk. Um, and I think that that the Holy Spirit had good reason to inspire that word walk over Mm. and over again in God's word because um, it's never a fast process. Mm -hmm. The process of our sanctification doesn't happen overnight. It's not meant to. And so God's word to transform us happens slowly. So of course there's going to be days when we feel like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. But as we look back on years of walking with the Mm -hmm. Lord and reading God's word, we see how God has grown us and sanctified us to make us look more like his son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never going to see the growth overnight. Like mm-hmm. like a tree or whatever yeah. is planted, we never see the growth the next day. But over time, it grows. 
And that's what God does in our life mm-hmm. from consuming his word day after day. Mm. So I would just say keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Yes. Read it over and over and over again. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, trust the Lord that he's going to, he will complete the work that he started. Yeah. And so sometimes it doesn't feel like it's doing anything, but it really, it, it truly is. So as we wrap up, um, if you are someone who says, okay, I, you convinced me. I know I need to read the Bible. Where do I start? How do I begin? What would you say? What did you say to the girl in your Candeo youth who... Yeah, she just started reading. I think it was one of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she might be reading John right now. John is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, any one of the Gospels is a great place to start. I would say... If you're a new believer, reading something in the New Testament is mm-hmm. probably easier to understand than yeah. than some of the books in the Old Testament. But also wherever you want to start is mm-hmm. okay. If you want to yeah. start the Bible in Genesis and read chronologically, I think that's okay too. But where do you begin? Just pick a book of the Bible and start reading it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's an aspect, there's always an aspect of prayer when mm-hmm. when it comes to reading our Bible. I know I talked about praying through scripture a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's important to invite the Holy Spirit into our time in mm-hmm. the Word um, and asking the Holy Spirit to um, make the Bible clear to us mm-hmm. in that day, convict us of sin, mm-hmm. um, use God's Word to encourage us, but just inviting the Holy Spirit into that process of reading our bibles every day before we even get started mm-hmm. um yeah I that's think one also of, important that's the like an aspect of what the holy spirit does yeah. in our life he illuminates the scriptures yes. he he helps us understand it and so that is so important and it's a a step that we miss often but yeah. asking the holy spirit would you help me understand this yes and he will he'll yeah. make it clear yes to us and when we don't have a desire to read God's word, asking the Holy Spirit to give us a desire. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we have those days where we don't feel like it's doing anything, we can ask the Holy Spirit to give us joy in reading mm-hmm. and a desire to be consistent and stay in God's word. And, mm-hmm. and he will do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. He will. So then after you pray... I would encourage you to just ask these three simple questions. Mm -hmm. And if you can remember the three, it will help your time in the Word. Uh, The three questions are, what does this passage say? So that is just helping you summarize it. So it would be like if you read something and I walked up to you after you read it and I'd say, hey, what would you just read about? Like imagine your kid or a friend asking you, what would you just read about? If you can just summarize it, that helps know like you've understood what you read. Because sometimes I can read a whole paragraph and I actually didn't read it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does it say? And then what does it teach me about God, myself, or others? So mm-hmm. different passages will have a different kind of highlight, but um, – what does it teach me about God for sure? And then sometimes it teaches us something about ourselves or yeah. other people. And then the last one is how should I respond? Mm-hmm. Now this response might be action and like how like what you do or how you act. It might be a response in how we think, like you quoted Philippians four eight, mm-hmm. um, or it might be how we feel. So there's different responses. 
Um, it doesn't always have to look like a different action. Yeah. Um, so what does the passage say? What does it teach me about God, myself, or others? And how should I respond? If you can't remember those three questions, the only question I want you to think about as you're reading the Bible is, what is this saying about God? Yeah. If you can't remember the three questions, look, read the Bible. I dare you. Read the Bible and just look for characteristics of God and your life will be changed. I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. I've actually written these questions in the inside cover of my Bible. Mm. The CIA that yeah. you talked about yeah. from Jen Wilkin. And then these questions are just written in the cover so that I can reference them. And it's really helpful to do that too. Um, but yeah, writing down your summaries mm -hmm. is a good way to remember God's word after you read it. Um, and looking, what, what does this show me about who God is? Mm -hmm. As I'm reading Genesis right now, the thing that has is sticking out to me over and over again is God is compassionate mm. with his new creation and with his people mm. throughout the beginning of history. And he's still compassionate with us today. Mm -hmm. And I can look for evidences of God being compassionate towards me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I love looking for the characteristics of God when I don't have time to do yeah. a deep study or do anything else that day. Yep. Just telling, yeah, telling me what does this show me mm. about God right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Madigan. Yeah. And um, we hope that this was beneficial. Um, we pray that um, the Lord would just use his word to um, reveal himself, to mm -hmm. sanctify us. Um, and to change us into new creations for yeah. his glory and his honor. And um, we're excited just to hear um, what God does. If you are a new believer and you start reading the word, um, share it with us. Reach out. We want to hear about it. And um, if you need a place to start, we gave you a few places to start. Um, and ask a friend to join with you sure. um, and do it in community. That is the best way to study God's word is with someone else. So thank you for joining me and yeah. we'll see you again next time. Bye.